0: You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of this day, for this opportunity to gather together. Uh, pray that as we're gathered now in your name that you'd be in the midst of us. And as you promised to be our good and gracious shepherd, that you'd always wonderfully, for all of us individually as well as collectively, um, be with us go before us drawing us to you into one another all this i ask and offer in the name of your son who is jesus christ our lord amen well thank you uh fontaine and thanks everyone for sharing a little bit very grateful to have the opportunity to be here today and and to share uh, a little bit with you at this time a uh, little word of introduction um uh, personally kind of a fun fact um amy um Amy and her two sisters and my three kids all went to school together, um, and so they lined up exactly age-wise, and um, she can tell you um, about the Smallies, really. Um, and so, anyway, she can tell you. This This is the presentation, let me tell you, um, <laughs> all, all about the Smallies. Um, I've been here at the Advent for 17 years. I'm just beginning my 17th year, and I've had the good fortune, I mean, hopefully that would communicate to you that I'm fond of this place, um, and, and, and think a lot about it. And I've been very fortunate over the years to work in in the ministry across the board. Uh, when I first came on, I worked with our Christian education um, in, inquirers uh, and you know, Christian education from, from cradle to grave, uh, as we say, with our small group ministry, youth ministries. Uh, I worked with our mission and outreach um, for a number of years, uh, worked as the day school chaplain, here we have a K-3 through 8th grade school and, and my wife Paula is uh, Avery, James and Danielle's daughter. Um, Avery is in Paula's class. Paula is a 4K. Uh, my wife Paula is a 4K teacher and that's her, um, as she says, those are her people. Um, so that's, that's what she loves to do and that's what she's done for many, many years um, elsewhere. Now she's been here for the past two years and then also worked with our pastoral care ministry, so really the ministry across the board and, and so very grateful for this uh, for this community of faith, uh, Fontaine and the congregation and, and the people who are part of making this happen. And then was the interim dean for a year. Um, it kind of felt like, did any of y'all ever see the Princess Bride? Um, and if you remember that, uh, so when, when you're the interim dean, it, it feels kind of like the Princess Bride. If you remember the Dread Pirate Roberts. Um, I'm not going to kill you today, but I might kill you tomorrow. Um, so that was sort of like what the interim dean is like. It's kind of like we're not going to kill you today, we might kill you tomorrow. And then thankfully, they they saved it for a later date. Um, so I became dean, I guess about I guess about a year ago, and um, uh, very very grateful um, for that. We have uh, Paul and I have three uh, grown children. They live here in um, Birmingham. Wonderfully, our youngest is a sixth grade. Science teacher. Our middle is a cardiopulmonary critical care nurse, uh, and then the oldest um, has a, a, a background in accounting and works, um, I guess, with some uh, worked uh, worked in public accounting for a, a period of time, and now works with some startup companies. So Jack, Maisie, and Sally—that's our crew. Um, this is probably not, uh, you know, I kind of say my family comes to the 11:10 service. Um, And so you'll see them uh, coming at about 1110 and in the back pews. If you're wondering, that's those are my people. Um, So that's 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 who that's who my crew is. The opportunity today is uh, to talk about the gospel. And uh, obviously, you know, we we say that, but certainly that is we, we pray that that will be the the foundation for all that we do here, because at the end of the day, from myself and anyone involved in the ministry here and, and not just uh, the staff, but the congregation, the at the end of the day, what we need is that word of the gospel. Uh, you, you, you don't need my opinions. Um, you, you need the gospel uh, and the gospel is a word of freedom uh, and the gospel is a word of life and, and the gospel at the end of the day, it's, it's a gift. Uh, it's the love and the mercy and the restoration of God that are extended to you and to me. And it's based on the character of God rather than our character. And that's why we talk about it, you know, um, to be a little nerdy, you know, you duh, right? Um, you know, that great Greek word, uh, but it means uh, one who brings good news. When we talk about the gospel, gospel means good news. Um, and we, we talk about the gospel as being a word of good news. And, and as such, as, as a word of news, why it's a securing word to you and to me, it's, it's a statement about what God has done, <laughs> And one of the things that's distinct and different about Christianity, as opposed to um, other religions, and I—I'll um, share some personal stories um, as well. I, I grew up—I grew up in the church, but uh, you know, in all honesty, I—I I was really playing soccer. Um, so that's—that's that's what I did all through school, through college, was playing soccer. And um, God wonderfully—and um, it wasn't my parents' fault—but um, uh, God wonderfully pursued me. Um, with that message uh, with that message of the gospel but it 's the Gospel is a proclamation of what God has done to um, deliver human nature to respond um, to the bondage uh, and the the fragmented nature of of humanity, um, so to some degree, the Gospel is a proclamation of what God has done, but it 's important to have an appreciation of the Gospel is to also recognize our need, um, so it begins it begins in a place of need. Uh, And we go back to the very beginning um, to the fall um, where humanity rebelled against God um, and all of that sort of pain and fragmentation and lostness uh, entered into the world. Uh, And you of course may uh, agree or disagree with me, but I think uh, in some ways it's easy to make the contention that the world um, is not as it should be. Um, and, And you and I, Often find ourselves we're not as we should be. Um, we we would like to be different than we are. And that great verse. Uh, and when Paul in the seventh chapter of his letter to the Romans, he talks about the human condition. And if you remember, he says, "Yeah, I find myself I don't do the things I want to do, uh, and I find myself doing the things I don't want to do." So I wanted to begin on a cheery note um, today, but perhaps you can. Perhaps you can readily identify with that. What's at, often at the nature of the human condition in our relationships? We find ourselves not doing the things that we want to do, and doing the things we want to want to do. I, I I do think, and y'all can ask Paula. I think I've gotten better about this, but it's kind of like in a relationship, and I you know, I vet this with Paula. Uh, but it's kind of like sometimes in a relationship, or particularly in a marriage, sometimes you'll want to say something to your spouse, uh, and as it's forming, you're like, you know what this is not gonna do any good. Um, This comment is not going to be a helpful, beneficial, edifying comment, and still sometimes you find it comes to the surface and you express it anyway. And shocker, it does exactly what you thought. Um, It it has the same negative response and repercussion. So we find ourselves often, the human condition, I don't do the things I wanna do, Paul says, and I find myself doing the things I don't want to do. Wretched man. Um, that I am who will deliver me from this body of death is is what Paul says, and so again, not to be not to be a downer, but but good news isn 't good news unless we realize the need for good news, otherwise it sounds like platitudes, um, otherwise it sounds insincere um, if you know if if we think we 're we 're doing just fine how we are, then we don 't need that message of the gospel we don 't need that message of pardon we don 't need that message of restoration and I mentioned in my own life I kind of struggled and at different periods uh sort of read some and, and different religions and so forth and so on but one of the things that's distinct about christianity i mean one I, I came to believe not just um not just experientially it was also experiential but but cognitively as well that it was the truth um that 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 it was the truth uh and, and a and a freeing truth but most um most approaches to religion. And unfortunately, a lot of times the presentation of Christianity is it's a matter of steps to take in order to make our way to God. You know, if you, if you do this and if you don't do that, um, or if you do enough of this and you don't do um, enough of that and its various steps and means by which we can begin to um, elevate ourselves and begin to make our way toward God. And one of the things that is profoundly good news, um, but it 's also shocking in the Christian faith as it says that we 're dead we we 're dead and we 're people who need to be made alive uh, and the message of the gospel is a God who takes um, dead things and make them alive um, people who are bound uh, and makes them free. If you remember uh, ephesians two and as I, and as I say this um, if you remember if you don 't remember you can be a wonderful Christian and loved by God. So uh, don't. Uh, as I'm talking about this, but if you remember in Ephesians 2, one of the things in Ephesians 2, um, it talks about, and it's um, uh, in my estimation is one of the great um, verses, uh, in the and you can, I'm going to, you're welcome to turn to it should you want to turn to it, but don't feel as if um, you have to turn to it. Uh, in the uh, and the Bibles we have, it's 836 um, is is the page that it's on. And again, you're welcome to turn to it. You're welcome to not turn to it. I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to read from it. But it uh, again, that message of the gospel. Paul is writing to the church, and Paul's a person who was the epitome of Paul was the epitome of religion. Uh, again, the gospel is a proclamation of what God has done. It's not a matter of laying out a template for you to make your way to God. It's it's an invitation to rejoice in the nature and the character of God, who who comes into the world, um, comes into the world to save sinners, who loves us with a love uh, which we don't merit. And yet he lavishes on us freely. But Paul was the epitome of religion. If you remember, Paul says I was a Pharisee of Pharisees. I was as religious as they come. uh, And I did a tremendous job of keeping the rules. I had great head knowledge um, of of the scriptures and religious observances i was I uh, was the religious man um, full stop and then God wonderfully graciously um, intervened uh, in paul's life uh, and he went through in essence what I would call a death and resurrection. He was the person before the intervention of God and then he was the person after the intervention of God uh, and um, the person after the intervention of God had this, um, I would say reckless, uh, joy and grace, uh, about, about his life. This, this freedom that couldn't be taken away from, him. even as Paul was imprisoned, um, that, that freedom could not be taken away. And he, and he says this, and you, uh, and that's you, plural, uh, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Um, so rather, uh, a, rather, uh, a rather sobering, rather sobering beginning um, to that. But then those two beautiful words, uh, and I would say in many ways, these two beautiful words are the message of the gospel. But God. So here's the amazing thing. And perhaps you've experienced this in your life in in moments um, when you're uh, when you're simply loved when you're simply loved and that and that love isn't based on your current performance um, or what you can offer to the other person. You're just loved Um, and it's that it's that surprising love. We all long for um, and and we all need years ago. I can remember. uh, I have a lot of these stories. Um, I went to what I like to refer to as a maximum security college. Um, I went to the Citadel, uh, which tells you some about my behavior in high school that I went to a military college. Um, you know, a few of us go by choice. Um, it's more its more by need um, than anything else. So I, I went to um, uh, this maximum security college, the Citadel. And one of the things is you live in barracks. Um, there are bars on the window, uh, they close the gates at night, and there's a lot of freedom. Um, and so that first year I was so miserable, I'm like, there's no way I'm coming back. Um, and I began to check out, and I can remember planning during my first semester when I could be studying, I was planning my speech for my dad, uh, and I went home at Thanksgiving, and I remember where we were. We we're in the Big Star parking lot. Uh, I don't know if Big Stars are even out there um, anymore, but um, we we're in the Big Star parking lot. And I began to, you know, Dad, this is a great experience, and I really learned a lot, and I'm going to be able to apply this at my next school, um, and you know, you know, benefit from all of this. And I remember my dad saying, "No, that's <laughs> like, what? You know, he's just like no." Um, you made a commitment. You need to honor that. Uh, we'll talk at the end of the year. Um, if you want to go somewhere else, then we'll yeah we'll 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 talk about it there. But you made a commitment. You need to honor it. Um, yeah, and we'll talk at the end. And they got up and walked in, uh, and I just thought, uh, uh, you know, here's this whole experience. So fast forward. Um, I love the Citadel so much I was invited to go to summer school that summer, um, after my first two <laughs> semesters. And but the, here's the good news. Here's the good news is that um. In the summer, you could live off campus. Uh, and so it's this taste of like, oh my gosh, this is freedom right here. Uh, what my friends have been experiencing when they went away to school. To make the story succinct, um, I, uh, I crashed my car um, and uh, somehow managed to limp it to this. I uh, was living in Charleston on King Street and across the street down this alley, I found this spot where I could just leave my car for the moment um, after I'd crashed it and you know shocker to know I didn't have the money um, to repair my car and it was pretty bad Um, and mom and dad were in Atlanta and uh, this will surprise you to know that um, I needed to tell my dad but tomorrow seemed to be a better day Um, and so a number of tomorrow because I I didn't want to burden dad Um, and so (laughs) I just went ahead and just thought I'm going to put this off for a little while and uh, you know, shockingly, a number of tomorrows strung together, um, a better day to tell my dad. And I can remember mom and dad came to visit. <laughs> so you know, here it comes, right? Mom and dad coming to visit. The jig is up. It, but it's funny. Um, I mean, I was doing, um, because of because of what I did and the situation, I was doing all these things to avoid my dad. You know, I was doing all these things to avoid my father. Um, there is... Because of what I'd done, there was a break in our relationship. I was hiding from him. I was avoiding him. Um, I was scared. Uh, again, <laughs> unfortunately, there was—I was guilty. Um, so there was no like, well, you know, let me let me explain what happened here. I was totally guilty. Mom and Dad come. They come to see our apartment. That took about thirty seconds to show them uh, that. And then I remember Dad saying, "Son, where's your car?" And I remember it's like doing the walk. Like here we go. So it's like we walked across the street, down the alley and y'all have probably been there yourselves and i was just i was you know waiting um for dad to blast me and um and of course the worst part of it all was he would have been right um and we we get back there and there's my car crunched um and i can uh i can rem- i can remember to this day dad uh died a number of years ago um, but I had just so many uh, memories and, uh, and 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 graces, and but I remember this to this day. <laughs> Dad looked at my car, and and he and he looked at me, and little he just kind of he just he just sort of shook his head, and he said, "Son, why didn't you tell me about this sooner? I, I could have done something about this." And um, I mean, to this day. I just remember that with such fondness and such gratitude. You know, son, why didn't you tell me about this? Because here's the thing, um, if I'm Hus, he wasn't surprised. Um, well, I, I should say he was surprised, not shocked, um, I guess is what I should say. He didn't know that this was happening, but he wasn't, he wasn't shocked. I mean, this is not, this wasn't, you know, first time behavior. Um, so he didn't say, I can't believe this. Um, but I just remember because that... In a nutshell, is the message of the gospel. I mean, here's uh, here's me. There's this break in our relationship. It's a result of the things that I've done and the things that I've left undone. And there was no way for me to squirm out it. I was dead, as Paul would say to the Ephesians. I was dead in my sins and my trespasses. Um, and rather um, than visiting judgment on me, and if Dad had blasted me and fair um, said, you know what, uh, you're gonna you're going to work uh, and you're going to make the money and you're going to take care of this and you're going to pay for this. And this is your responsibility. I mean, that would have been fair too. But I mean, in a moment, and and let me say there are plenty of times dad yelled at me. Um, So let me just say that too. There were other moments, but I just remember profoundly this moment because I was dead in my sins, and my trespasses. And suddenly rather than getting what I deserved, I got mercy. Uh, And, and not only that, um, the car ended up being totaled, um, and we got rid of that car, and we got uh, uh, we, we we got another car. Um, so, Dad, rather than judgment, that would have been right, visited me with mercy, uh, visited me with love, visited me with grace, uh, and he restored me, and he restored our relationship, and and it came at a cost to Dad. Um, you know that you know that 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 bore a cost, uh, and my dad. Um, was willing, uh, was willing to do that. And, and that's, I mean, that is the message of the gospel. That is the profound freedom. And, and actually that's the agent of change in our lives. Um, it's, it's not, um, it's not the shame, uh, and it's not um, the guilt and it's not the you shouldn't, it's not, um, you should it's receiving that love and that grace and that mercy, um, that, that we haven't earned. Uh, and that we don't deserve it. And, and that is the profound agent of change in, in the Christian faith, because that reaches us in such a way that there's this longing, this desire. And we still, as, as long as we're this side of the Jordan, we're walking lives of imperfection. Um, but that's the actual freeing message. And that's what Paul is talking about when Paul says all these, yes, 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 but God, being rich in mercy, It's the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. By grace you have been saved through faith. It's not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And, and may I say that um, ability not to boast, isn't that wonderfully freeing? Uh, that's incredibly freeing because, you know, when we're boasting, there's always that insecurity that comes along with boasting. You know, uh, who's going to see behind um, our boasting? Who's going to see behind what I'm trying to cover up? This is the this is the freedom. This is the freedom of of, of the gospel. Um, is it just me or always I always get anxious um, when the bells begin to ring? Um, you know that you know that. Uh, <laughs> But that, that it's kind of that for whom the bell tolls uh moment uh that comes on Sunday. I will say another word, if I may, Fontaine, real quick. Um one of the things that's really has struck me um recently uh, in the scriptures in a word of the gospel, it's it's um part of what I experienced on a personal level and part of what I hope people experience through the Ministry of the Advent. We um we really do have a great crew here. Um uh, again, just uh and and not just staff congregation i mean a wonderful uh, body of christ there's um you know we have ministries uh, across the board that seek to hold out that life-giving word of the gospel in all the facets of our lives and and one thing is to say is that if i personally or, or any of us um here you know if you ever want to meet if you ever have questions uh, you know listen i'm happy to Meet in my office, meet you somewhere for coffee for lunch, whatever I mean, I love to meet with folks, and so that 's um, uh, you know folks say, ah, well you're you 're busy um, you know i 'd much rather meet with you all um, so uh, it 's never an imposition i 'm always game to meet and not just me i mean it doesn 't have to be me any of the any of the crew around here would love to do that, not just staff but parishioners and the volunteers in here um, something that we 'd love to do, but some of my longing for what I hope that we 'll do now as a community of faith, have, every, have y'all ever um, read through a portion of the Bible or something else that you've heard before and seen a million times, but suddenly it strikes you in a way that it, that it hasn't before? And there's a term recently that I've heard, um, uh, ab reaction, uh, and an abreaction reaction is, as I understand it, um, is something which really strikes you at your core uh, it's something that strikes your core and often sort of revealing bringing up in, in a healing way things that are deep-seated within you and, and a lot of times in our lives, it's hurts and, and and things like that, you know things, you know, it's funny I, I can remember things from my childhood uh, as we all can um, And those, you know, those ab reactions that things suddenly it's like a jolt uh, and it strikes you I was reading through John 6 and if you remember John 6 um, uh, It wonderfully ends With Peter saying to Jesus you know Lord to whom shall we go you alone hold the keys to eternal life Um, and but at the beginning of John 6 uh, is the feeding of the 5,000 and of course the different Gospels um, present Jesus feeding the 5,000 and one of the things I've always thought about that if you remember at the end uh, you know the 5,000 are fed and they're gathering up all the broken pieces all the leftover pieces all the fragments and the way I've often thought about this, and I think it's true, um, is like how amazing is the provision of God? You know, not only he doesn't provide meagerly just enough um, for us to get by, but he, but he provides in a way which is generous, which is abundant, which is which is overwhelming. And and I guess like a lot of folks often live in a, with an idea of scarcity and fear, but yet God just provides in a way which is generous and overwhelming and the feeding of the 5,000 reveals that. And I think that's that's true, not untrue. Uh, But as I was reading it, um, it suddenly jolted me in a new way. In John's gospel, the the word is, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. But in the other presentations, it's gather up all the broken pieces um, so that nothing might be lost. Uh, And as I was reading that, I was struck that Jesus isn't talking about bread. And he's talking about people. Uh, he's talking about uh, he's talking about you and me. Uh, gather up all the leftover fragments, um, or gather up all um, the broken pieces that that nothing might be lost. At, at the nature and the heart of God is a loving, gracious God who seeks and pursues us in Jesus, and who sees us as we are, and, and in our lives. And they're often fragmented, um, and they're often. Um, broken, uh, and we need to be people who are gathered. Um, the imagery God uses Jesus uses himself often as a shepherd, uh, a shepherd who comes to gather sheep uh, and to lead them into his fold. Uh, I know my sheep, and I lead them, I call them my name, and no one and nothing can snatch them out of my hand uh, is is what Jesus says. I lay down my life for the sheep and I take it up again i 've come that they might have life uh, and have it in the fullest, so to say um, at the heart of the gospel. As a God who sees us in all of our brokenness and all of our fragmented nature and all of our leftoverness uh, and desires that we might be gathered and, and a God who desires that that we won't be lost. Um, and that's, I, I think, profoundly at the heart and the revelation of the character of God. And that's my prayer for us at the Advent and all the various ways that we do it in all the various ministries is that we would be um, people who uh, wonderfully gather um, Gather to God uh, in relationship with God and with one another um, so uh it's always a it's a bit of a hustle um, so um, just uh hopefully I didn't just uh, throw out fifty bazillion words um in in the shorts in the short span. Would you help me, Fontaine? Yes, thank you. Um, why, don't I close in, why don't I close in prayer? <laughs> Heavenly Father, and uh, you wonderfully create and yet more wonderfully restore um, our human nature. And you promise not to leave us as uh, orphans, but that you would in fact send your spirit, um, that you would indeed gather us uh, to yourself, pour out your spirit upon us, graciously shepherd us, gather us to you and to one another Uh, we are grateful that your heart uh, is that none of us would be lost and so we give you thanks for that in the name of your son who is jesus christ our lord amen you've been listening to audio from the cathedral church of the advent if you live in birmingham or find yourself visiting we hope you will join us at one of our sunday services find out more at adventbirmingham.org.